Greetings to you on this fourth Sunday in Lent. We're glad you're with us virtually as we offer this worship service today. As we are navigating these days together, we are praying and thinking about different ways to connect as a community, and we'll be keeping you abreast as best as we can through MailChimp and other forms of communication and our website. Some announcements I just want to lift today during these sheltering-in-place days. Um, we have an intercessory prayer circle, and if you are interested in joining that, simply uh, send an email to me, and um, I'll send you all the pertinent information. This Monday, March 23rd at 7 p.m., the 2030s Hangout is hanging out via Zoom. If you're interested, please contact Pastor Myers. Our bi-monthly Bible study is continuing to meet also via Zoom. If you're interested in that, please contact Michael Duarte or the church office, and Michael Turner will forward your information to Michael Duarte. Our Leadership Council asks, uh, during these financial times, that you would continue to support our beloved community. Uh, right now, all of our user groups, uh, Intersense at Stepping Stones, Summit Miss Martial Arts, Dignity San Francisco, and all of our 12-step programs are not meeting for the building is closed, so their rent is not coming in, so, that, so neither is that income. So we still, unfortunately, have staff to pay and bills to pay. So if you were encouraged to keep your pledge as current as you possibly can, either by a check, they will be deposited weekly, or you might set up bill pay on your checking account, or alternately donate through our website through the donate page. We're also looking at ways of maybe having a Teze prayer online or a, zop, a Zoom drop-in office hours. Um, more on this as we figure out how to do worship and life differently. So with all that, why don't we take a few moments now to quiet our minds, calm our bodies, be aware of the gift of our breath as we prepare to worship the God who has called us by name. We light a light in the name of God who creates life. We light a light in the name of Christ who loves life. We light a light in the name of spirit who is the fire of life. Let us worship God.
Listen to the word that God has spoken. Listen to the one who is close at hand. Listen to the voice that began creation. Listen even if you don't understand. Listen to the word that God has spoken. Listen to the one who is close at hand. Listen to the voice that began creation. Listen even if you don't understand. Listen to the word that God has spoken. Listen to the one who is close at hand. Listen to the voice that began creation. Listen even if you don't understand. Listen to the word that God has spoken. Listen to the one who is close at hand. Listen to the voice that began creation. Listen even if you don't understand. Listen to the word that God has spoken. Listen to the one who is close at hand. Listen to the voice that began creation. Listen even if you don't understand. Our first reading this morning is from the Gospel of St. John, the ninth chapter, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. O God of holy mystery, send your spirit upon both the reading and the hearing of these ancient words, that we might hear and be attentive to your word for us this day. We make this prayer in the name of the one known as the Christ. Amen. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When Jesus had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back, able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and washed. Go to Siloam and wash. And then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. 
Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes that he opened. The man said, He is a prophet. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Continuation from the ninth chapter of John. The religious authorities did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, 
Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But we do not know how it is that now he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but does listen to one who worships and obeys God's will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Humanity? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Rabbi, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say, We see, your sin remains. Here ends the reading. Virtual reality has set in. Perhaps you too have found yourself swimming in email soup, disoriented by news stories, losing clear boundaries between home and work and school, and in the midst of maintaining a safe distance, inviting more and more people into your home via FaceTime, Zoom, WebEx, whatever the platform of preference. But 56% of California's population projected to be impacted by COVID-19. We are living through a time of devastation, likely to touch us personally. There is so much change and the pace keeps coming. Yet, we are also adapting. We are creating. We are connecting. We are learning. 
I've been watching the creative process, this moment in time before refinement regains its place at center stage when none of us knows the answers, at least not fully, all of us in the same boat. It's refreshing after the initial shock to see late night hosts as ordinary people with jokes that deadpan, children ready for their parents to be done, homes that are lived in, and without the skill of all those critical people behind the scenes smoothing things out, making the host appear effortlessly talented. For a moment, we get to enjoy the relief of imperfection. We get to be in on figuring it out. We get to taste the goodness of relating to one another as human, even those we've elevated as untouchable among the stars. We have encountered a great equalizer. Anyone who has ever felt underappreciated and thought, just wait until I'm not there, they will finally know how much I do. This is their time. Teachers, childcare workers, grocers, truckers, factory workers, medical techs, the list goes on. Our eyes have been opened and we know there is still more to come. With the healing of the blind man in John's gospel, we are given a story we can relate to in new ways. From the moment Jesus walks onto the scene, he sees someone who might otherwise have been overlooked, someone living stigmatized due to his community's lack of understanding. Jesus doesn't go down a rabbit hole of blame for why the man is blind. He simply goes about doing the work to be done to heal him. He assumes there is something he can do here, now, while it is still day. And with mud invoking images of Genesis, he signals the truth that we are still able to create and participate in our own reformation. The now sighted man has the least trouble with what has happened, but the people, his community members and those in positions of authority need to hear this incredible turn of events over and over again. They have trouble understanding, trouble accepting this thing that has never before happened. They are afraid of what they don't understand. Questions are raised. Can they trust healing has taken place? Who has authority to determine reality? What enables healing to occur? There is a desire to fully examine both the healer and the healed. Is the healer following best practices? As the people go to the man's parents for answers, real concerns are raised for the parents about the possibility of social isolation of separation even from their own family member, and of no longer being able to gather with community in their house of worship. A fear that is realized for their sighted son in his final encounter with the religious authorities. Again, Jesus enters the stage. He hears the man has been driven out of the community, seeks out and finds him, and continues to work to bring insight to those remaining unable to see. 
as we wrestle with our own questions, anxieties, and relationship to the unknown. The healers of our community have asked us to trust them when they say there is something we can do here, now, while it is still day. So we are trying. Trying to keep the faith in the midst of our social distancing. Trying not to become isolated even as we care for one another by remaining home. Trying to be aware of those who might otherwise be overlooked in our search for a new normal. Trying to see ourselves and our stumbling with kindness. And when we are in need of renewed vision, when we need to take a break from the frenetic world inside and experience the luxury of going for a walk, we are greeted by fresh air and sunlight. Green pastures and still waters are there reminding us the earth is still continuing on, still there persevering, its waterways and skies clearing the rain quietly visiting, the plants still awakening into spring. There in the garden, we meet the deep well of our collective resilience, still able to create and participate in our own reformation. Our eyes are opened and we know there is more life, more breath, more possibility to come. Amen.
Let us pray. O God, our Creator, you made all things in your wisdom and in your love. You embrace us even closer. We pray this day for the whole of creation, for this planet that is reeling and trying to respond as best we can from the coronavirus. We pray for those who have this disease in China, in Italy, in our nation, in our state, and in our city. And we pray for all those who are grieving the loss of loved ones who have been, who have succumbed to this disease, this virus. We pray for your comfort. We pray for your wisdom. We pray that you would give us the mind of the Christ, that each of us might look upon the face of one another and see your face. We pray for peace in the Middle East. We pray for peace in Australia. We pray for peace in Africa and Micronesia and Europe. We pray for your shalom all around this planet, that we might be brought together as a community in a way that we haven't been for decades. As we have prayed for our world, we are also mindful that you promise to be with us as you are with us at this very moment. And so we pray for all those in our prayer circles and prayer concerns. We pray for those who are grieving, particularly Deanne Campbell this day as she grieves the loss of her dear friend, Bird. Comfort her, surround her, help her know of your presence. We pray for those who are attending for aging parents. We pray for those who are expecting new births. And now in the silence, we lift our prayers to you. God, in your grace, you hear our prayers. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our God who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is in the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
of love, of breath, of community. Keep watch with those who work or watch or weep this day. And may God tend the sick, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, and shield the joyous. Amen. Let the 